I'll do splits for an at-home COVID test. It's your girl, New Paris. And I'm the only person that has not tested positive for COVID. It is Rafim Anzor. And this is Wait, Don't Do It, where we tell you to... Wait, it's almost 2022, and maybe you didn't know it because it's Christmas Eve when you're listening to it, or New Year's Eve. I don't know what day it is. But yeah, it's about to be 2022, y'all, and um, nothing's changed. Can you hear how defeated our voices sound right now? Like, we are defeated. It's just, it's just not giving anything. I actually don't know anyone who's not sad right now. Um... I mean, don't, okay, don't, don't throw me into the midst of sad. I'm disappointed. I think I've been, like, I'm trying to maintain my, like, optimism, but I'm trying definitely not to be, like, sad, sad, because I'm, you know, there's so many things that could be worse. I'm definitely disappointed that I had plans to go see my family in North Carolina, spend time with my sister and brother, my nephews and nieces, but um you know covid came it disappointed the hell out of us and then i was going to try to go back for new year's with nunu and then someone else got covid in my family so it's just it is a disappointing time i will say i'm not sad because you know what things could be worse i really will say things could be worse i'm trying to stay grateful yeah i i am also trying to do that i cannot say (laughs) i am winning that battle um definitely definitely losing the battle um but it's okay who is winning depression i feel like it's the great depression all over again obviously because it's the 20th what happens when it's well, the 20th okay so that's a that's a great point Nunu. when we when it was the 1920s and they were going through the great depression this was it calling, essentially were they calling it the great depression were they calling it the Great Depression? Like, were they actively like, oh, whoa, the Great Depression? Or was that like historians being like, oh, that time era was the Great Depression? Because this feels, this could really be the Great Depression too, the, the remake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they had enough awareness to call it while they were in it personally. I mean, I'm not a historian, so don't quote me. Don't come for me if you read books or whatever. But like, I think <laughs> that, you know, that was something we said in hindsight. And I think we can currently say now that we're just in Great Depression part two. Um, it cost me $47 to fill up my gas tank today. Oh, my God. And I can't even imagine what it's going to be like to go. Ho- you're going home now. So you're going to have to put more gas in your car. At least the gas is cheaper where I'm going. <laughs> that is insane. And that's the, and I don't even want to jump down the barrel of why that is so corrupt in itself that gas prices are so high. And what's a slap in the face is that so many people, not in D.C., primarily not in new not in other walkable cities but for people that live in suburbs and how our cityscapes have been made and our and our towns have been made you need a car in america for the most part for most cities you tend to need a car so i cannot believe that so many people are being affected by gas prices i don't know what gas prices are because i don't drive um it's a, it's a lot it's a lot um i i also, just as a quick disclaimer, you know, Rafi's on his AirPods. I know Rafi likes to give disclaimers about his audio quality. Um, he cannot oh, come no, to they, this. They're used to, they're used to it at this point. Yeah, because he has COVID, he cannot come to the studio. So That is terrible. First of all, dude, that is so misinformation. You're so terrible. That's facts are facts, people. Get tested at home. And I've been getting tested consistently. And like I said, I was going to go home to see my family. 
but COVID is really just chasing me and I'm not going to let it come. I'm not going to let it hit. So I just have a question for the audience. Um, do you think what, what is more quote unquote shameful gonorrhea or getting COVID? That's a good question. <laughs> like, what is, like, because it's COVID, it can't be, it must be gonorrhea still, because COVID, people are just like, yeah, I got COVID for the fifth time, and bitch, I'm still I'm just, at JR's I, maskless at a party, mama, but that's okay. Um, I will say that, like, uh, the fact that people still think that their immune systems can, you know, defend against a virus that's been proven to kill people, and we can't we can't even succumb, we could succumb to our disease, a disease like gonorrhea. It's still insane to me that people would, you know, not get vaccinated to avoid this situation. Uh, would you get vaccinated for gonorrhea? That's a question. That is a question. Do you think that if, yes, if like, if there was a vaccine against gonorrhea, syphilis, all these other things, would people get vaccinated? Yeah, because they get to do what they want, which is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is something I think about because people don't care about COVID because chances are you're not going to die from the disease, and chances are um, that you're going to affect somebody else. With syphilis, there are so many people that just get syphilis from cheating on somebody, and da 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 da. That they'll do it just to cover their tracks. I know so many people that have like had situations where their partner contracted syphilis and almost gave it to them. Are yeah, you absolutely. Me? Um, I just think that people would rather get vaccinated for STIs because then you could just have sex without protection, which is, I guess, the goal for humans. Um, so tell me when. So tell me when you were in a relationship and you got exposed to gonorrhea by your partner. Um, I, I've never been in a relationship, nor have I ever been exposed by a partner to gonorrhea. <laughs> um, but, and five minutes ago, you just did the same thing to me with COVID. So I just wanted to bring back the wheel there. <laughs> uh, but I, I can imagine for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the trauma that you'd go to if you lost your virginity and got COVID or gonorrhea. Oh my God, I'm Blair St. Clair. <laughs> oh, oh, um, you know, yeah, we're still clearly in, in high spirits um, in more ways than one. Um, so let's go through <laughs> a recap. I, I wrapped, unwrapped, I don't know. I have Spotify and Apple Podcast. I don't, I don't know what y'all talk about. But we're going to wrap up spot 2021 for Wait to Undo It, which has been running since January 2021 without a break, imagine. <laughs> That's <laughs> lies because we have had. Is it? Is it though? No, honestly, <laughs> first of all, a lot of people don't take part in their podcast. Uh, other podcasts that are parallel to ours have not taken breaks this year, so I guess this is the new trend when you're at home. Um, then if you want to be fired from the podcast, just say it. <laughs> you're right, you're right. So <laughs> I just want to recap what it's like to work 52 weeks out of a year. <laughs> uh, yeah everyone in america would uh tend to uh, that's right i'm an educator y'all i'm used to like at least yeah. two and a half months off this is a lot uh, but no we uh we started 2021 in such a weird place because we were feeling the optimism that we were not gonna have trump as president and then the sixth happened and then we thought the world was ending uh you know i'm so- getting my my year wrapped up right now so around this time last year this is when Callie love and i started to begin our recap so around this time in new year's we did like a season 13 preview and then the beginning of january is when we started to like our show Work. so when you talk about the optimism you know i was buying i had to start buying real wigs i was like oh yeah i am gonna get a corset i'm gonna get a pad i am going to be a superstar. I just knew for a fact that I was America's next drag superstar 
in this comfort of my own room. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, tell me more about like you're, you're, we're now year two into you being a COVID queen. I would say year two. Um, I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going into year two. <laughs> yeah, so I started March 2020. So to be going in almost to two years of being a digital queen, it is absolutely crazy. Because honestly, my whole experience has been. Uh, on virtual social media, you know, which is has been in, in insanity in itself. But like you were saying, at the beginning of the year, you know, I was like, okay, it's a reign of digital queens. I'm going to do it. And then I, I actually was sitting here, same place on January 6th. I can literally remember exactly what I was doing because I was in a work meeting and we were all obviously working from home. And one person has the news on and we're like doing this really serious document. She's like, oh my God, they is storming the Capitol. They, let's go. <laughs> it was just so dr- drama so much drama and I was like I am at home trying to work and these people are breaking in in Native American costumes and just t- causing mayhem I mean the insurrection was so iconic in history right I don't think we even have begun to process something like that because it, I mean, I mean, we can't we're, <laughs> we're still processing the fact that those people walked out with slaps in the wrist barely any jail time some people got house arrest and when in reality if they would have gotten their hands on politicians they would have killed those politicians um and it's really crazy to me that we've loved that we but that also shows the, the our attention span because did you see what was going on with the time magazine they named elon musk the person of the year when they could they should have named the police officer who slowed down the riots and stopped them from getting to the um senators that would have been affected by that Absolutely, yeah. Doja Cat or Olivia should have been person of the year. I don't, I don't really care what happened. That that just should have happened. Or you know what? Honestly, and to be to completely to be completely honest, the fact that Jocelyn Hernandez was not nominated for person of the year <laughs> is a travesty. That to me is like what I think of this year. Um, um, do it like it's your B day. Um, I what, for some reason I had a sign that you were going to bring up Jocelyn Hernandez uh, in twenty twenty one. What were your favorite TV moments in this in this year? Um, do you think it was season 13 of Drag Race or Drag Race All-Star 6 or Drag Race UK season 2 and 3? Or was it Canada's Drag Race season 2 or Italia season 1 or Espana season whatever? Or, I mean, you're just, I mean, uh, you're just naming down uh, just RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, yeah, it, or Queen of the Universe. It's too much. Um, drag is too saturated. I'm just kidding, just kidding. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> you like, heard how quickly she pulled back. Yeah, you better edit that out. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, but it is a lot. It is a lot. I'm honestly. I'm gonna be really transparent. I kind of think it's weird that drag is so popular and mainstream now. Obviously, I kind of wish I started earlier so that I could be so cool. But it's just like super basic now. Um. But it's whatever. Like, I still love it. And it's still like, such a fun passion. And it, I say I say issue with becoming saturated because it makes it harder for us. You know what I mean? Because now, like, the more it becomes popular, the more money now queens have to spend and do to be a certain level. Um, I, I, another article came out on Vice about all the girls spending their money on the outfits. And it is crazy. It is still so crazy. And there's no way that you can't be on these shows and not pay a minimum of $4,000. And I mean, $4,000 is doable, but that's a low bar. Sasha Valor did $4,000. Um, you see how creative she had to be. Aquarius says she did 5000 
Um, and for those of you uh, who do not know, who are listening to this that have never watched RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, the, there is a catwalk every episode, and those outfits can run up to $10,000, $20,000 a piece, uh, mm-hmm. especially, during all, especially during All Stars. And so I guess that when you recommend like that, yeah, drag has definitely become saturated. But I think that also has helped this year. And like I said, having opening the, the spectrum, when is the first actual, I mean, was, when is the first COVID bedroom queen going to make the scene? You know what I'm saying? To RuPaul's Drag Race and hit the mainstream. Because at this point, I think that there were so many people that started drag during the pandemic. Uh, and we'll see who takes it seriously from this wave other waves of the pandemic are we going to be part of a baby boom another baby boom where when life goes quote unquote back to normal again will people finally start getting married and having kids you know what i'm saying what ha- where where are we in history yeah i hope you bitches ain't having kids i want to be just clear uh, in that statement stop i think it is i think last year we were like oh we have kids right now i think it's it's we we know we're done we're, we're kids now we're period stop Unless you're okay with the idea of another pandemic happening and the fact that you may have to spend 24 hours with that kid. Um, for a few yeah, years. For a few years. Give well, an Amish tease, like, honey. No, no, we got to break it down. Years is not even... It, it, years, everyone accepts the 18-year mark. I'm talking about hours in your day. Think about how many hours in your day you have to yourself now. Imagine giving yourself time to those kids. I, I, I couldn't do it. But that's the interesting is I think maybe after the pandemic you're going to see a huge baby boom and are we the are we gonna are we gonna be the the perpetrators of that? Yeah, what we know we need we need some kind of we need something to boost the economy again. You know, like we need like a war or something, right, y'all? Like something. Nope. <laughs> you are giving true maga vibes today. It is giving maga the house. I, I, I a maga satire, y'all. I don't even think this is satire. This is satire. Well, you know, historically, you know, for the girls that read, you know, wars do boost the economy, and we had a couple boosts, right? World War One, two. We lost to the Vietnam and they tried again in 9-11. And now that we don't have war to boost our economy, people have had to find other ways. Um, I'm not saying that I, I'm very anti-war, anti-gun. This is very clear. I'm just saying we need. What history do you remember? Okay, well, what first of all, you're not going to tell me. You're not going to tell me about history of my country. This, this trickle-down <laughs> economics that this bitch is talking about right now. I cannot right now. I, I don't know. Mama, mama, don't, don't embarrass yourself. Don't, you're, I'm telling I don't, you, don't, don't, don't go down this hole. You don't have to go did, here. I don't want to have to. I don't recall. I don't recall the Afghani war helping my. I'm gonna let you put your foot in your mouth, and when the other people drag you, I mean, I mean, okay, maybe it helped the the one percent get rich. The people that again, the fuel, the money. But if you think the war is actually still helping the economy, I don't think it helps. I'm saying historically in our country, in the last 100 years, war has boosted the economy. That's what I'm saying. That is all fallacies, y'all. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, abortion this year. Uh, women's rights are really attacked. Dude, what do you think about that? Um, you know, <laughs> someone's always attacked every year. <laughs> I, mean, what, <laughs> I, I, I need to be so, I'll be so cynical. Um, um, you know, I, I just have to feel my truth. It's hard to be, I mean, I am, I still feel like hopeful, optimistic about everything, but like, it's hard to be this like jovial kind of reflection practice because so many bad things happened and bad things are always happening but i guess that's just the, the part of humanity um 
women's rights were attacked. Black lives were still un, <laughs> unnoticed. Black creatives were still uh, banned on shadow or shadow banned on TikTok. You know, I mean, what what else happened? Um, I think what we have to keep talking about, keep pushing in this in our narrative as we don't do it is always to, like I said, it's not a fun time to be alive right now. For anybody, it's not fun. We're all, uh, I'm not gonna say, I don't know, I don't speak for those millionaires, billionaires, when they say, oh my God, we're all struggling through this pandemic. I don't believe everyone, but everyone has to go through some hard times if, if, you, if you live in the reality that we live in. Um, and so I just wanna always look towards optimism. Where can we take our lives in 2022? I, I'm very excited. I'm always excited for the new year. And I think somewhere where I'm excited about is where this podcast is going. I think some it, 2021 did bring us a platform to be able to oh, know, yeah. speak our truth. You're right, Rappy. We should really practice like gratitude and shit because like gratitude really helps lighten the mood. You see what I did there? Um, I look back and I see all the looks I see all the content me and you created going from DuPont circles, going from showing up at pride parties, hosting a TikTok social um, at number nine. It's just, it. we did so much together and I'm so proud of us. I'm, I'm really proud of that. And to do it in a pandemic, I mean, people think the pandemic ended, it really never ended. We were just on the pause, okay? But my ass yeah. got to press play in a motherfucking millisecond, okay? Um, and that is what that's Omicron speaking right now <laughs> I am Omicron uh, um, so it, it's, it's really important to, to reflect and be be there because you know for people of color especially in the city in this time it is hard to really have a platform where you speak opinions I think that's what we learn about this year that opinions were just just controversial in 2021 TikTok will take opinions. you down. People will just drag you for opinions. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the issue at hand is that I think I don't want the world to turn into this very uh, uh, homogenous opinion. We all have to think the same thing. And I think that's what people think when we talk about equality and, and P- being PC and all this shit. I, have, I don't give a fuck about PC culture, to be real clear. You can make anything funny. You can make anything humorous. Uh, like I mean, war. Maybe- I want to know what it was like receiving positive comments and positive feedback from TikTok. Because TikTok, as you all know, can be such a mixed space, especially with a lot of negativity. Um, TikTok comments are brutal. <laughs> so and I want to know how you have felt being part of that receiving end of love on TikTok. Again, I'm really grateful for the following that I have and I've, I've built uh, with with the podcast because it just really has helped um like realize that more people do relate to what i have to say when people when i made a video about you know claiming your space and owning your space and so many comments like wow this i never thought about it like that or i never thought about this for myself and just getting people to really see that for themselves really does like help you like keep going it's not easy like i said being an opinionated person in, in day and age is not easy because there's always someone trying to like gatekeep your opinions for yourself. And a lot of people, and this is a truth reality, a lot of people don't know what to say sometimes because now a PC culture, people are scared of getting canceled. And I also think that's not a way to live by either. I don't think, I think PC culture is 
not I, I definitely think cancel culture and PC culture are two different things. What's the difference, you would say? I would say that definitely PC culture is PC like PC culture is like I said, like, they, like do I think certain things should be gone because it's just uncouthful? Yes, like, like people wearing sombreros as costumes. Um, people celebrating Cinco de Mayo who aren't that's cultural appropriation. That's cultural appropriation. I think that is. A, I'm thinking PC culture, as in like when you're making a satirical thing, and it's, you make a whole hour like, long comedy special about trans people. If trans people made it and was funny, make it funny. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's make it funny. What I won't say is. PC culture is sometimes, like I said, you know how like they always try to cancel South Park. I think that's a great representation. South Park is not PC at all. It's not down to this day and age, it has remained not PC. But council culture is canceling people for actual things that we can label, like cultural appropriation, like racism, like xenophobia, like hom- like homophobia, transphobia. But like when people try to cancel TV shows because they don't agree with certain things or they, they try to cancel like people, like people that were on like love and hip hop or like, you know what I'm saying? Like opinions that Tyra Banks. Tyra, Tyra, well, Tyra Banks was not a PC. Like people would can't, would try to cancel. That's something I would say. People would try to cancel Tyra and America's ex model at this point because it is, Size phobic, it's fat phobic. And it I mean, was- I'm watching season 10, and did I hear Tranny a couple of times throughout the season by everyone on the judges panel? Absolutely. Yeah. So do I think that that is very necessary? I still think that's main- that needs to be maintained. I don't I think that's separate from PC culture. I think PC culture, uh, it's like when South Park was talking about the niceness factor. Like we got to be nice to everyone. We got to make sure everyone's feeling. Every we care about people's feelings, but we don't have to implement a vaccine that can actually kill people. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's what I'm talking about. Like I, I, I absolutely feeling. feel like you're right in that that this war of you know what's correct and canceling, which you know I want to just be clear, it's not really canceling as much as it is holding them accountable. Um, because you you have to have consequences f- with your actions. You know, anyone can become famous yeah. now, which means anyone should be able to have consequences to their actions. Fame, one hundred percent, does not protect you anymore. It's because you're funny, because you're good looking, because you're cool or rich or something that doesn't make you know you oblivious or immune to you know the reality of our world. I mean, canceling people like J- uh, James Charles and uh, uh, Jeffrey James- Shane. Jeffrey Star. They people like that in those communities in the gay community those those people saw their end in 2021 and that cancel culture is effective because it does veer opportunities to people that deserve the opportunity so I think cancel culture is very important in our day and age um, I just think that people are scared to get canceled because they are scared to say the wrong thing and at this point it's not about saying the wrong thing someone who I really appreciate and anyone at home who needs a good laugh. Um, y'all should really watch Z-Way's uh, reality show, reality like interview show that she does on Showtime. I was sending you a lot of video of those. And oh yeah, you sent me those. Yeah, Z-Way on Showtime in Miami. So in celebrating 2022, because I know everyone's spirits is down at home and we don't want everyone 
you know, gloomy over the holidays. Because at the end of the day, this is not the the worst year ever, y'all. I know a lot of people say 22, 2020, 2020, the 2020 era has been the worst era of our lives. I wouldn't say that. Not, I mean, not. I would, but go off. Um, I mean, not for me. I mean, would you rather be in the 1960s when you couldn't like do any? You know what I'm saying? Like, couldn't be. No, we, 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 you, (laughs) you. What do you mean, you you people? No, what do you? No, what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? I couldn't. We couldn't do nothing. 1960. You know, you in it. I'm talking about you in drag. I'm talking just even that right now, like that. You like you could that was not like a thing. As, I'm saying I, I would it's say it's a but it's the worst era for people who are alive right now. <laughs> that people were still alive in the 1960s. <laughs> well, I, I'm only counting millennials, right, y'all? We don't count other people. We only count like us. So, so is you're, you're going to be uh, cynical the entire episode? <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. Well, I would say it's the worst. I would say it's the worst. Uh, there was famine, you know, at one point, but this is the worst. This is the worst. Uh, my parents went through war in San Salvador, but this is the worst. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're being, you're, can you just, just can you roll with the punches here? Like, what's going on? I, I'm just trying to help you out, girl. I'm okay with this. Out. I'm okay with this. Because I want people to, like, people are going to, it's not, I, I, people turn to us for positivity. So we can be sad, but we got to add a little. I got to be like, real, too. Um, yeah, real, but a little silver lining in there. Damn. But <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this, this is factually not true. It is the worst year ever. It is. It is. For anyone who is under 40, I would say it is. Period. <laughs> okay, bro. The, the brat. You'd rather go through the holocaust? I said people born under 40. I'm not saying it's the worst time in human history. I'm just saying it's the worst time for people in our generation, period. I would not agree with that. I would which, rather- which would mean in the last 40 years, is this the worst point in the last 40 years? I would say so. You would go through 9-11 all over again. And, the, and, and, and would? And people would just get beaten for being Muslim. I just would go back to not being able to vote, like, like speak on those feelings about those moments. Are you saying that, like, you'd go back to the 1990s right now? Yes, ma'am. Supermodel of the world, mama. We are two different people. Uh, Yeah, let's keep this because this is an interesting perspective because I would not. I think that I feel like we should very just like forget like things are not as bad as like we're as good as we make it. Yeah, things are bad, but we have to take accountability on the fact that things are bad. That's the difference. Things are bad, but it's change. We can really make some change. We can really work it out. Uh, if we work, work, work it out. And sort of not to I, just think, I just think clearly it's a, it's, a, it's a divide between, you know, those who had more <laughs> ideal childhoods and versus those who didn't like there's some people who would obviously prefer now but i personally prefer a simpler time when i had no responsibilities that would have been obviously better for me well you would be i'm saying you would be your age right now in the 90s that would still be kind of that's cool. what i said pagers you know that's what i would say and i i highly doubt someone who's so tech and loves video games and all that would go back to the time i think like i said i think 
we have to embrace the fact that we we are living in a world where people are finally starting to like like we have something to work with as people of color we have money that we can start building as people of color as gay people we can like as i don't have to think about my queerness in my day-to-day like someone in the 90s was so that's why i, I yeah I think you do because you in dc but you would still feel that way if you were in montgomery alabama you know what i'm saying like in 2021 um, so it's, it's, um, it's not that much difference i would say that it's you'd be first of all in montgomery alabama it's you would still be surprised on how like gayness is not the issue it's when you add race to the gayness you bitches watch up. we're here on hbo and y'all think it's all good everywhere honey all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, queerness has definitely made some strides in the past twenty years to be now like taken seriously, and people are starting to experiment with their gender. And uh, uh, toxic masculinity is not being looked upon. Looked upon. Uh, imagine growing up where you, you had toxic masculinity like really in your face, and people really just calling you like the f word for no reason. Like it's just, I think that we have to really focus on the positive and the things that like make this year better than the last. I mean, 2021 was not worse than for me, at least than 2022, 2020 was. 2020 was at least like. About the same for me. I would say, like I said, we had, we gained the podcast. We grew, we got to have some really cool experiences. We got to meet people and really people have people, you know, hear our voice, which is always great. Like, I mean, we had a good year. Um, and, you know, I feel like in hindsight, every time someone looks back in their life, there's mostly going to be positive. You know what I mean? Like, it's usually not all negative. So since I'm having to, like, force me to say something nice about 2021, uh, we're going to be talking about our rose and thorn of 2021. What what do we like the most? What do we hate the most? And wh- how... We feel in our in where we are in life in our life. How can we change things for a better twenty two? Uh, you know, accountability. I want to just be uh, transparent with our listeners and, and show them where we're at. So I would say my rose would definitely be gaining the platform on the podcast. Regardless if we got taken down on TikTok, it's been a ride. It showed me that the world is a bigger place. Um, even though there are systematic things that will keep your word down, you still have, you st- it still, it gives you solace that other people out there feel like the way that you do. They just don't feel as galvanized to speak on the truth. Um, and so I would say that's been my biggest rose. What's yours? You know? I would say my favorite part is me and the part I hated the least was you bitches. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I would say that. Okay, just kidding. Gosh, gosh, that across the fun. <laughs> um, no, I would say the best part of my 2021 technically would have to be the amount of growth that I experienced as a black queer artist doing the art of drag, the amount of people that interviewed me that including me in projects. I have to shout out Callie Love, who did a show with me virtually for 17 weeks, and we continue to do shows. So I grew so much as a result of all these different experiences. And I'm just, my favorite part is just getting the opportunity to grow as an artist. I mean, you were nominated for Best Personal Trainer for Best of DC, and I was nominated for Best Visual Artist. And that is amazing. It's, it's insane. And that means we can only get better from here. Um, that's definitely my rose. Great. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, 
you when you have the I think that's what we I want all of our listeners after you listen to this podcast. Um, sit down and really like go through the Rolodex of what happened this year. And if you're in a down place, list all the things that went right and know that even though things are going to go wrong, things are going to like, shit's going to hit the wall fan. There's always going to be a turn, but you have to make a conscious effort to make that turn. I would say my thorn would definitely, um, have to be that I couldn't really spend as much time with my family as much as I'd like this year. I didn't get to go home barely any. I didn't, I only went to see my mom like once or twice this entire year. Um, it's definitely the least I've ever seen my family in a year. Um, and I would say that's my biggest thorn. It's, it's unfortunate. We got to miss out those experiences, but ultimately I am hopeful in 2022 that I'll get to see them more. And I will get to like make more of a conscious effort like you do when you go. Um, I, I think my biggest thorn was, I don't know, probably Nelly's, probably picture it. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't go there. I never went there in the first place. So who cares? Um, my biggest thorn was <laughs> that's gonna be so petty. My biggest thorn was the fact that America reopened. I really enjoyed um, staying in my house and working. And when we reopened, I wasn't able to do that. And my drag, I felt like, took a really big hit. So that was my thorn, um, truly. Other thorns include when girls make merch that doesn't look like them. Or when girls, you know. Oh, these are the things I've tweeted. If you follow me on Twitter, which you should, at New Paris, I've already tweeted. Ludo has a lot of opinions. Ludo has a lot of opinions on there. I will definitely say um, that a huge thorn was the fact that we re- we rushed back to this normality. Like we deserved it. I feel like America did not deserve that. We did not deserve to go back. We did. We needed a long time to sit with ourselves, and we needed to have more jurisdiction over this vaccine. It's really unfortunate that we still live in a state-by-state system when we're one country and we're the United States, but people like to claim that we're all united and we're all one until it comes to state-by-state laws. I mean, um, and so I think that was definitely my biggest thorn, but how can we make, how can we make 2022 better, Nunu? Like we're, we're really, we've gotten the shit kicked out of us these past couple of weeks in 2021, but how can we take a turn? Um, I would definitely tell anyone who is listening to give up. Um, that's it. That's it. That's all you can do. Our world is dying, and so are we. Every breath we take. So buckle up, buckaroos. Just kidding. I think that. Uh, you, this, okay. <laughs> okay. You are done. <laughs> Y'all can go kill yourselves. Just kidding. So I really love world peace. Um, I love war. Oh, uh, just kidding. I actually hate war, but it's really good for the economy. <laughs> 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 Just keep. I'd rather you just not say just kidding. Just say y'all can kill yourselves. Give up. <laughs> can I get to you my statement? <laughs> <laughs> turning it around, turning the other corner. Twenty twenty two. I mean, obviously, you know, it's not twenty twelve where we thought the world was going to end. So you know, we're in a better mental state. I assume. Um. 
this time of year is going to focus so much on your social support network, okay? You know, your friends, your, some of your coworkers, these people who are your chosen family have will become just as important as your real family. Um, and it's important to really, really replenish your social network, to invest in it, to uplift, because um, now that people are so far away, we can't visit like we are, you still need people that you can still feel like home with. So I would say to turn the corner, focus on uh, spending time with those who you love and care about. Um, and whether that's via Zoom, whether that's in person, whether that is just focusing on um, building relationships and not just in, investing in these superficial relationships, you know, when you go out to a bar and meet people or the gays that you go dancing with without a mask. I'm talking about like real relationships that uh, will, will feed your soul, that will continue past this pandemic, you know? Oh, 100%. You took the words out of my mouth. I think investing in your social circles will definitely get you out of a dump i think like you are the energy that you keep and so if you are with someone that is vapid shallow doesn't think about emotional connection with other people then you're going to rub off and you're going to start carrying that energy if you're with someone that is not at your energy level that you know tears you down or, or is very self-deprecating you're going to start rubbing off on that yourself so it's really important to protect your energy and to listen to things that uplift you, that, that make you feel uplifted. If you, you know, had a lot of body, uh, body, uh, body dysmorphia in 2021, look at your surroundings. Are you going to spaces where you feel seen? Because trust me, the world is not that. The world is not, and that's the greatest thing that I, sh I also show, was shown in 2021. The world is not only pictures and number nine, even though pictures are still getting $100,000 grants, honey. We're doing nothing and being homophobic all at the same time and racist. But it's always uh, a blessing to know that there's no, there's places that will feed your soul. You just have to really be willing to feel uncomfortable at first. Um, and I love that you said that, you know, like put it, throwing yourself into more drag helped you grow your drag. And I think people, a lot of people say no to opportunities that can help them change because of that resistance to change, that resistance to uncomfortability. So I want everyone to lean into opportunity in 2022. Don't say no to opportunities. Don't say no to doors because life is too short, y'all. And we're only getting older. Life is a highway, y'all. And I want to ride it. Um, so thank y'all so much for tuning in to this wonderfully optimistic episode of Wait, Don't Do It. Again, signing off our last episode of 2021. Drink every time we've said 2021 in this episode. Yes, yes. As, as we wrap up, I just got to think of all the people that really impacted my life. I got I to thank them. I have to. I want to thank... Um, I want to thank Olivia Rodrigo for releasing Sour, even though we couldn't get tickets, girl. And you tried it by yeah. going up to these small-ass venues, but it's okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Sour was such a great album. So good. Uh, similarly, thank you to Doja Cat for just being that bitch, carrying the throne, carrying the torch, and, and proving why versatility and talent, true talent, is, is important. I got to thank Megan. I got to thank Lana Del Rey and Madison Beer and all the girls who carried me through this year, Tara Jr., all these people that I, I truly love. 
Um, I also got to thank my drag community, um, having drag sisters like Callie, being uh, able to interact with such amazing queens like Desiree Dick and Mari Concarne and Orchata and King Rico Pico and all these people, right, that we've got to really cultivate has been amazing. Shout out to Rumi and Sir, um, Blue, Beyonce, you know, all the clan that keeps us going, all the Black A's, especially me going. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that was, that was really cute. I like that. I like that. Thank you for that. And so I hope everyone else looks forward to a nice, safe New Year's. Don't go out with people that you don't take. Imagine you get COVID from a group of people that only talked about policy all day. Imagine you get COVID from a group that didn't ask you your last name or doesn't even know your sign or your favorite color. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to get COVID, make it, make it worthwhile. So signing off from the nation's capital, we will see y'all next year. Get tested and make sure you follow New New Paris at New New Paris, y'all, and get me to 5 million. Thank you so much. And of course, always follow the podcast, Way to Do a Podcast on TikTok, on IG, and also our backup TikTok, just in case, because we're, we're, we're coming up on those, on those, I'm, I'm fully confident that 2022, we're going to get banned. I'm putting that on the universe. I, 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 I hope it doesn't happen. I want to be proven wrong in this podcast, but it, just in case we do get banned on TikTok, we've made a follow, a, a backup TikTok, which goes of WDDI podcast backup, WDDI podcast backup. Signing off, it is Raffi. Signing off is the Dame of D.C., the heart of the nation's capital, Nunu, Paris, Balenciaga.